this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? So welcome to today's podcast. Today I am chatting with Renee Gipp from Mum Life Stickers. It is such a fun, raw, run, honest and open and real podcast that I absolutely know you're going to love it. We did have a few audio issues um, during the recording, so you might notice the volume goes up and down. And if there was ever a podcast where there was going to be a pee break or a vomit break or an asthma attack on my behalf, this was the podcast. Um, Renee and I are both currently pregnant. So if there's any funny pauses, that's the reason. One of us was puking. One of us was yakking. That's just how we're rolling on this podcast. Before I begin, I want to just remind you guys about my Sexy Selfish Elite membership, which is my passion project I'm so, so excited about and really what's been on my heart space for a long time. The Sexy Selfish Elite membership is the place for mums who want more. It's the fiercely supportive girl gang who are focused on unlocking the best versions of themselves and really calling in abundance on every freaking level. You get full access each month to our knowledge portal, workbooks, meditations, and you get to join me and the Sexy Selfish Elite team each month for live Q&A sessions, weekly audio trainings, weekly journaling prompts, plus special guest speakers, and so much more. Being a part of the Sexy Selfish Elite is about $47 a month, so it's super, super well-priced for the incredible value that you get. So guys, don't forget to click the link in my bio, check out the show notes, find the link to the Sexy Selfish Elite and go and check it out for yourself because it might be exactly what you're looking for, a supportive, encouraging community where you can actually learn to tap into that life and abundance and business that you've always been dreaming of. All right, let's dive into today's podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Renee. I'm so excited to have you here. We've been trying to do this, I think, for nearly over a year, the first time we reached out about a podcast. It was a while yeah, ago. We have. we have. We have got it together finally and we are both here. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited for this and I was excited the first time we connected and then we just couldn't quite make the dates work and then, you know, we got back in touch and I'm, I'm stoked to be doing this podcast with you today because you know, we are very aligned and you're very raw and authentic and open and honest. So am I. And we are both pregnant at the moment, which is going to be a really, really fun podcast and kind of journey to be on together as well. Definitely, definitely. So we'll see how we go. If one of us needs to go vomit or something, we'll just, we'll just ride it out. If there's any podcast where there needs to be a pee break or a vomit break, this this will probably be it, won't it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy to add on extra time to all my coaching client sessions because I'm at least having to take two pee breaks per hour session. So now I'm like, okay, all my sessions now actually go for an hour and 20 minutes. 
even though yeah. it's an hour of content. But anyway, why don't you, for people that don't know you and are listening to this for the first time, why don't you share a little bit about who the hell you are? Okay. Um, well, my name is Renee and I um, had a vision maybe four or five years ago um, I was wanting to connect mums and I was wanting to do some sort of community work and I had like this fire in my belly to just like give back and um, I, I tried to do all sorts of volunteer work and all sorts of community work and things like that um, and I even went and started studying in community services to try and get into the field but what I found was that it was um, as a single mum at the time it was it was taking more and more time away from me um, and it was also financially really really difficult to be studying um, with a mortgage and um, kids on my own and stuff like that so what I had had this like this business that I'd been running like part-time and my stickers had gone Australia wide and they're all over on the back of cars and stuff like that and um, and I was working just part-time and working in a firm and working on other jobs and um, and I still felt really sad because I wasn't able to give back in a way. I was working in accounting, um, I'm qualified in business and I'm just like, you know, I was, I was good at my job and everything, but that fire in my belly just wasn't there. Um, it wasn't being fulfilled. So I started um, uh, with a couple of other mums. I started like a, just a, in the area that I was in a real, like a local catch ups um, for mums. And I still had my little business, but I didn't really associate it with it because I just had the feeling of like, didn't want to associate giving back to the world and money. Like I had a real blockage there of making money from doing good things. Like I just felt like that wasn't authentic for me. Um, and then over time, I realized that um, I didn't want to be in accounting. I had uh, at 21, um, my, I had my nervous system take over. I was working so much. I was studying to be an accountant and I was working so much and um, my nervous system actually took over and um, I couldn't talk and I couldn't write for a really long time. Everything was speech activated because I just couldn't stop shaking my jaw and my hands. Um, and that really put a perspective for me of what I wanted to be as a mum and what I wanted to do with my soul and with what the, my soul passion um, and that was really just to be and to be able to share my light with other people um, and still be able to survive at the same time. So I kept on doing other little jobs and stuff like that and then um, ended up finding that I was paying people to help me run my business and I just took this leap and I was working like two different jobs and I just resigned the same day and I was like, I'm going to put everything that I have into mum life and, um, and start a business. And it's okay to earn money um, and give back to the world. So I was able to start taking, I thought, if I'm creating meets and I'm connecting mums around my area, why can't I do it around, the, you know, around Australia? And that's where I started reaching out to other mums in different states and we just started creating meets. And then um, the more I was able to work in my business, I was actually able to give back and create the meets and have the time to be able to create communities as well. Um, so now, even though in my mind back then I was, I want to be an accountant, I want to be a high roller, I want to have this big title. Um, I'm so grateful to have an online business um, and be able to do what I love. And that's the connecting of mums and offering that support, which is so needed. Yeah. And I love, um, like obviously after following you for a few years, 
seeing that transformation of going, oh, you know, this is mum life stickers and that's what I knew it from. I knew it from the stickers. I knew it from the hashtag mum life. That, that in itself, the hashtag mum life sticker that people were getting for their cars and taking photos of and posting to social media, I feel like that created a community purely on its own, like separate from everything. That was a really, really organic way that people felt connected to other mums. Yeah. I had no idea about the whole community side of things that you were actually organizing these meets and stuff till I was actually added to your Facebook group, which is pretty huge now. So tell me yeah. how did that start? Um, so it used to be called Bayside Mother's Group um, where I was living and um, I actually ended up moving away from the Bayside area and I felt like I'd put, you know, three years of my life into this group. I'd poured my life into this group and I thought, I, I want to take it with me. Like, I'm not living in the Bayside area and I also want to take it to the rest of Australia. Um, so I decided, uh, I think it was about a year, just over a year ago to go Australia wide and I changed the name to Mum Life Community. And it's um, nearly doubled in numbers and it's uh, there's meets in nearly every single state now. Um, and it is just like, it just made sense. Like so many mums were like, I wish we had meets here. And with the meets, it's a group, like no one is ever there the same time with someone else like you can't organize meets with friends because everyone's so busy and then one kid's sick or something happens a car breaks down and it's so hard to organize so these meets are just there you just rock up you probably don't know anyone you probably won't see the same face again and it's not a clicky group it's just mums wanting just to get out of the house most of them are struggling most of them just want that friendship that support that human connection and with social media and everything that we have now the human connection is lost and having a soul to soul human to human connection is, is can change everything for someone. So that's why we have them. So it's not, you know, it's not like a clicky mum's group. It's not a commitment. You just rock up when you can rock up when you need that extra bit of love or coffee or adult interaction. And that's what I love so much about it. It's not like a clicky group and it's always awkward the first time. Cause you're like, it's like going on a date. But you soon realise that we're all just struggling as well and we're all just trying to get by and we're all the same. So it's just something so needed. And, you know, with the following, with my business and everything like that, it's like I connect with mums. Mums buy off me every single day. So why wouldn't I connect them all? Like why wouldn't I do something with them? Like, you know, it just didn't, it just didn't make sense to me to not do. You, to not do you think that there is a common thread between the women that come to the meets or the women that buy your your products, do you think there is something that ties them all together? Um, yeah, I do. I like, I always say like, it's, I always like everything in my life is law of attraction. And I, I truly believe that, you know, these meats aren't going to, you know, attract mums that are up themselves or mums that are, you know, not down to earth because like who, like if they're obviously probably think they've got enough friends, like it's going to attract mums who are probably living the hashtag mum life. And just trying to get by, you know, they've got their, they're isolated or they're feeling crap, you know, or whatever. Like that's what the whole movement is about. It is not about, you know, it, you know, we're all like, you see all these mums on Instagram and they're so amazing looking and clean and stuff. And it's just, it's not real. And I'm prepared to bring that realness back because we're not like, we're, none of us look like that. Like they none of us look unicorn like mums and they don't actually exist. <laughs> Yeah, and don't get me wrong. It's just it's the Instagram and how it is, and like I'm like I I know I won't go post a photo with a double chin. Like I'm not saying that I don't you know make sure I pick the best photo too. But it's like you know it's just it makes mums feel like they're not good enough, 
And I like I welcome mums that are trying, mums of angels. Um, you know, it doesn't. It's it's more just about a human connection. Yeah, um, that's what it's about. That's my that's my mission. And you know, being able to have my business, I'm so grateful to be able to do that now. You know, to continue to do that. Yeah, so. and I was like, because your business is incredibly simple in its model and its design, in the products and services that it puts out. Like it's stickers, and that's great. I love that you're so in your lane. Um, but you still see that so many people are part of this community because they feel something extra beyond a vinyl sticker, don't they? Exactly. And this is what it's about with, we, you know, we all just want to feel part of something. And if a sticker, like if a sticker can make someone feel supported, I will make stickers for the rest of my life. Like people say to me, what do you do? And I have all these friends who are like amazingly qualified and talented. And I'm like, I make stickers and I'm fucking proud of that because it's like the movement that I have, the stickers that I do, like it's so good. And not to mention, like, I feel like absolute dick right now. Like not like that I want dick, but I feel like absolute dick because like. (laughs) We all want dick. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Um, But like, I just feel so sick and it's like, I have this real deep gratitude that I don't have to get up and go to work, you know, as well. Like this is something that I've created, not just for other mums, but for my family as well. You know, being 18 off with my firstborn as I had him on my own and he, you know, I took him back to work when I was, he was 14 days old after my cesarean, you know, and he he came back to work with me. And then at five months I had to put him in childcare. I missed all of his first steps. I missed his words and they just wouldn't tell me. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't feel like I missed out and I'd see it for myself. And to have that deep struggle from my past and to miss out on so much, you know, this is like, I have so much gratitude for my business and every single person that comes to me. So in a way I can express my gratitude is by giving back in a way, um, is giving back in a way of, you know, doing this for the months, you know, people say, oh, do you make money out of your meats and stuff like that? And it's like, no, and you know what? It is full on to try organize mums. Um, I send hundreds of follow-up and reminder messages all the time. It's exhausting sometimes, but it is worth it because I can give back my gratitude and show my gratitude for each, like each in person. I could get a hundred orders for the day and I will message each hundred people back and say, thank you. for me." Like I will make sure I don't have an automated system. I could probably be more tech savvy and have that, but it's about appreciating people, no matter if they spend two cents with me or 200, like, it is about gratitude and showing how much you appreciate someone for coming to you and enabling you to live your dream, which I never thought would be making stickers. It's funny so, how the world shows up and, you know, our, our path actually shows up in a completely different direction than we ever yeah. imagined. But I, I love that you said, like, this is for other people and I give back and this is my business, which I'm passionate about, but it's also for you and your family. And I think there's something really powerful when women can feel comfortable stepping up and becoming unapologetically ambitious once they know it's okay to be ambitious once they know it's okay to start a business and you know without that judgment and shame that's how you actually change families lives right yeah and like especially like it's it's all just stories that you you know you tell yourself like you know about showing up and doing things there's so many people thinking that you know to go and do good in the world you know you can't you can't make money and or it's going to be bad and I'll tell you what you know what you could cure cancer and someone would still have a problem with how you do it so why not to have a business that you love support your own family and give back 
because no matter what you do, someone will have a problem. And, and, and you know, coming down to this online world, it is a pretty hard world to live in. I've probably had every single comment made to me possible about all aspects of my life, um, you know, and I've really learned to deal with online bullying, but it's, it's freaking hard. It is hard. And it, I think the main thing is if you are aligned with, you know, if you can put your head on your heart and go, okay, like ignore what everyone else is saying, what feels good for you? And you can put your head on your heart and you can choose and feel good. That's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. And once you're aligned, everything else in your life will flow with business, with your life. As long as you are head on heart doing things and making decisions that feel good for you. So how do you cope with the online bullying? Um, sometimes I rock in the corner. <laughs> um, I'm pretty blessed. Like I have people around me that like that remind me when things get tough. It depends if I'm not grounded, if I'm not in a good place. It does affect me a bit more. But when I'm feeling tr- truly in my power and aligned and feel like I'm doing things that feel good to me, like no one can really influence me um, and I think it's kind of like over the years, no matter what I've done, it's never been good enough to please everyone. Like it's never been enough. Like I've done some really epic stuff, like, and I've given back to the point where I've had nothing. And now I, you know, I listen to something and Oprah said, Oprah said, I love Oprah, Oprah said, you know, give with logic. And it's something that stuck with me forever because now like I used to do fundraising stickers, right? And I used to sell them, say for 20 and I donate, um, the whole 20. So with the 20, that's, I'd take the postage out of that, um, the PayPal fees, um, the afterpay fees, everything, right? And I'd actually be losing out every single sticker, not to mention making it, you know, if I have staff to pay, all that kind of stuff, I would not give with logic because I wanted people to think that, you know, I was doing something nice. But the truth is, is that you can't do that. You can't, it's not, it's not authentic if you are losing out. It's yeah. not authentic. If you are emptying your bank account and putting your family out, it's not authentic. It, it, it's, it goes deeper than that. So for me, it's like, okay, let's cover the costs of the sticker. And now I donate 10, uh, uh, 50%, sorry, 50% of every sticker. And that covers my wages. It covers the costs. And I am able to raise hundreds and hundreds of dollars for different organizations and not take hundreds and hundreds of dollars from my family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? Again, people have, will have a problem if you're donating 100% or you're donating 50%. So it's more just being aligned with who you are and just surrounding yourself with people who are going to remind you. Um, I've had practically everything thrown at me now, so it's kind of like um, the more you do, the more hate you're going to get. Yeah. And it's always going to happen. And I guess it comes to me, I kind of think of, okay, so why is that person hating on me? I, like, I work on my own stuff. Like I know when I'm, you know, like when I'm not feeling good about myself, I can go on Instagram and I can scroll. And like when I was powerlifting, I was competing. There was this like, I I, I compete at 90 kilos normally, which is, is quite heavy category. And there was this one girl, she was so much stronger than me and she was so much skinnier and she was so hot. And I was so big and bulky. And I was like, how is this happening? I was so negative towards this woman, stalk her Facebook, Instagram every day, wouldn't follow her. And it's just all my own shit I had to deal with. And this is what I think about. Why am I triggering that person? I'm, you know, it's something going on with them. And I know that firsthand for myself. So it's obviously for them, same sort of thing. And again, they don't need any more hate. They just need love. And I also don't reply. Like now I just don't invest. I don't reply. Black block button is a beautiful button. 
and um, I just don't invest because, you know, would Coke or Lorna Jane or, you know, whoever, would they, all the successful business people, would they go and get into an argument on Facebook with someone who doesn't agree with what they're doing? No. no they've got too many people that are out in the world helping and changing lives on it. They don't care about the people that don't fit what they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a lot of, um, for, little, for women listening who are in their own business or maybe they've got a hobby business and they want to take it to the next level and they're setting goals to go bigger. But that fear of showing up and becoming really visible in an online brand and opening themselves up, becoming a bit more vulnerable, that can be such a self-sabotaging block. What type of advice would you give to someone like that who wants to grow and wants to be seen, but is also kind of a little bit scared of the backlash? I think it's really important to look, a lot of people are scared, not because of the outside world, but more because of their sister-in-law or auntie or uncle or more people that are in their their circle that they're afraid to show up at, show up in front of and be authentically themselves. And you know what, again, if you, on online business, people want to know who you are. And, you know, I keep my life pretty private myself. Like I do share a lot, but I, I do keep a lot private. Um, but people, people, it's either you're here or you're not. And you, and if you can't handle your sister-in-law, your mother-in-law or someone that may watch your video, you're not going to be able to handle when these, these assholes come to you. And they're out there, trust me. Like you can post the most positive thing in the world and they will, like the amount of stuff I opened my Facebook up to today, it's like, oh, my God. And I, I literally just hold my hands and I just send love. Like I hold my hands out and I just send love because these people are sad and they are hurting. Like you gotta, you got to understand that this isn't a reflection of you. And if you can't get through that, you need to go and approach someone like a mindset coach or someone who can help you through your blockages. And, you know, especially like someone like yourself, Shona, that does, you know, money mindset coaching, but also deeper than that. And and find someone who's going to be able to help you get through that blockage because unfortunately you don't know what you don't know. And I've worked with some incredible coaches, some, um, you know, in figuring out my messed up stuff. And a lot of it is just stories. And if you can get through that blockage, then you, you know, you just got to, like, it's taken me five years to stop giving a shit what people think. And now it's kind of like, I literally just don't care. Yeah. It takes literally- time. You've got to build up a, a thick skin, but a soft heart as well. Like stay open and stay connected to people. And, but you've got to develop that resilience. Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, you're going to, you're going to have moments where that resilience breaks down because, you know, it's exhausting and sometimes you can have a really bad, you could have a fight with your partner or you could, kids could be driving you nuts and then someone says something nasty to you. And it's just about like, I truly believe that my belief, and obviously it might not be the same for others, but I truly believe that no one can make me mad. It is me that makes me mad. I don't believe that, you know, I believe that I'm in full, full responsible, full, fully responsible for my actions, my words, my reactions always. Like as easy it is to be like, they were an asshole. It is really about how I invest into it and how I react to it. So again, it's about doing that work to ground yourself. And again, block. Yeah. <laughs> just block. Don't respond. I have so much stuff and I just block <laughs> like all the time. I have like, yeah. I think I have like 120 people on my block list. I have a lot of men because my brand is sexy selfish. I get about three or four, uh, please send sexy video. Would you like a photo of my penis um, inboxes every day? So I don't have female haters. I've just got some really disgusting men 
which I didn't think about when I named the business and I'm not going to change the name of my business for, but instantly I can see the profile picture and if it's got a six pack out, yeah. you're gone, you know, you're gone. So. <laughs> oh, I would, I'd probably much rather have them, the, the women. And again, like you, you know, I had one of my good friends, um, she actually blocked me on Facebook and, and um, a year later she said to me, I hated you so much. And I never did anything to her. And she just said, I was dealing with so much dark stuff and seeing you, you know, out in the world doing all this stuff. It made me hate you. And she's still one of my close friends and she dealt with her stuff and it wasn't anything to do with me. Yeah. It's just, unfortunately, we're all struggling. We all trigger each other. That's why we're all here to trigger and help each other heal. And again, if I went and hid in a hole because of assholes, like I wouldn't be able to to do the things that I've done and to be who I want to be and be fulfilled. I think the impact and the purpose behind why you do what you do, you have to remember that it's bigger than you some days. That's yeah. what it takes. It's like, this is bigger than me. This is, this is bigger than me. Like as long as I impact the people that I want to impact and keep going, mm. you know, my, my shit doesn't matter right now. Like it's bigger than me. It needs to keep going. This message is important. And that's probably very um, the same for you as well. And what you do. Yeah, I think the one thing that I like live by every day is like, and I know it's a, it's a little bit of a negative quote, some may think, but it's like, you know, you will never be good enough to please everyone. And it's such a thing like, you know, it's like no matter what you do and the same thing, you could, you could cure cancer and someone would still have a problem with how you did it or how you went about it. Yeah, You know, like once you realise that you may as well just do and be because otherwise no matter what, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like well, once you get that Dita Von T's quote, you could be the juiciest, ripest, most delicious peach in the world and there'll still be someone who hates peaches. Yeah, exactly. And it's so true. Like, you know, it's just so you may as well just show up as you because there are a lot of people, you know, you know, I can have thousands of mums be positive and then one mum be negative and it's like, oh, my God. But, like, again, yeah. You, got to get over yourself you got to get over i think what for me the turning point was getting over the the obsession or the thought of people wanting to like me now i don't really give a shit because it's like i know why i know who i am i know why i'm here i know that my light is needed here so all all this other stuff is like i like i need to do this i need to show up i need to be who i am because it's needed in this world. And, you know, I call us light workers, people that are bringing light into the world, they are needed. So I'm definitely not going to give a crap about what other people think yeah. so I could not shine my light anymore. I was just going to say, I, I see you as like a lighthouse and you're just standing there and shining your message and you're not going to, like lighthouses don't run around the island looking for ships to save and begging ships to like come and follow their light or stay away from their light. The lighthouse just stands there shines shines its shit out to the world and people find it or they don't find it you know you're not you're not out there looking for people to save you're just there for the people that want to be a part of what you have and the thing is is not everyone is going to get along either like not everyone's going to like me either and that's okay like i think once you get comfortable with that it's just like okay like you just keep going like not everyone's supposed to get along not everyone's the same sort of human. Not everyone has the same beliefs and stuff like that. But again, law of attraction. Like I've, I'm connected with some epic freaking women who are massively aligned with me, like yourself. Like you know, it just it's it's just how it works. 
like an accidental just, Melbourne meeting that still freaks me out. Yeah, we should talk, we should talk about that. About yeah, we'll touch on that. Like I was coming to Melbourne because I'm from Adelaide and Renee's in Melbourne and we'd spoken when I found out I was coming to Melbourne, it was like, let's catch up. And it just, it couldn't work no matter what we were trying to figure out schedule wise. It just wasn't working with my flights and what she had going on. And I walked out of my hotel to go and get a drink with the friend I was staying with and saw the sticker on the back of your car. Yeah. And like out of the whole of Melbourne, the whole of Victoria, the whole of every single person in Melbourne on that particular night, it was a comedy gala festival too. So there was like a shit ton of people there and just managed to literally bump into each other. But it wasn't even like a main street. Like we'd been driving around for ages trying to find a car park. And then there was a lady behind us that couldn't drive properly. So we were like standing there making sure she didn't hit my car. And then, so we stayed in the car an extra 10 minutes waiting for her to try and drive. And then I'm like, I got out of the car and showed us, I was like, holy shit. Like I was just talking about her on the way there. Like freaky, 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 freaky stuff. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. It was very, very, very weird, but in an awesome, awesome way. It freaked my friend Jess, who was with me. She's just like, what the hell? She just didn't understand. She's like, I didn't get the memo. When, the, when did you become famous? And I'm like, I'm not. This is just the weirdest law of attraction thing. She was just, she kept looking at me funny for the rest of the trip. Like, what's happened? Who are you now? <coughs> I'm sorry. And we only, like, last, last minute, mum, mum came over and she's like, do you guys want to go out for dinner? I'm like, yeah, let's drive to the city because we just love being in the city. And we, so, like, we're 40 minutes from the city from where we are and we're like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, what the hell? So weird. And it just it gave me so much clarity on how, you know, it's everything's law of attraction and manifestation and everything yeah. that I'm on about is, is just right. It's happening. Yeah. It's real. When the universe so, wants two people to connect and meet, it just, it happens no matter what. And we just hug it was so it was so good it was just like the best hug and like i think we selfied as well like it was yes. just it was just like two souls that just knew each other well, if we already. didn't selfie did it even happen yeah exactly yeah so it was really special really special and again if i wasn't putting myself out in the world and shona wasn't doing the same thing you know we wouldn't have connected and that kind of stuff outweighs all the crap exactly exactly when you're being you and showing up fully as you in an online space or you know, in the reality of our day-to-day lives, then the right people come in and the right things happen and everything is in alignment. And when you're trying to be someone else or something you're not, then those, those magic instances just don't find their way in, do they? No, you can't lie. You can't lie to the universe. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, the I've tried. Knows. She does. Yeah. So I'd love for people listening to learn a little bit more about how business has helped you, you know, as a mother as a business owner, how you before your business and you now, how, how different is that? Like, it's obviously the same person, but what lessons have you learned? How has it helped you grow as a person? Um, listen, I think that, I think that my visions on life, like, listen, I brought like, when I was like 16, I was like, I'm going to buy my first house. I was living in share accommodation at the time. I was working three jobs. I was doing my business in tra- business traineeship and um, I was 16, left school halfway through year eight. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have a title. I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. And, um, and for me, it kind of like, obviously I had to learn the hard way because I was going to school every night. I was going in account, um, working in the firm six days a week. I was just doing stupid stuff. And um, I guess for me, you know, 
having having my business and having a child, even though I had a child back then, my values weren't um, aligned with who I was. I thought, you know, be, having both parents who are business minded, who are, you know, my mum's 63 and still managing, you know, everything. Like she's the most career driven, focused powerhouse you'll ever meet, right? My father's the same. He's got a massive, um, massive business and highly successful and all this kind of stuff, right? So that's what I've grown up with. But for me, you know, brought the house. So 18th birthday, I got pre-approval, brought my house, right? So I've always been um, very driven and focused, but it just made me realise that like having the little people around me, um, it actually, and becoming a mum, it made me realise that all that stuff isn't important. Um, And being... I don't know, I guess it's been a whole journey overall of figuring out what, what feels right for me instead of like my belief system that I had I had, and what what I thought was looking as successful and just coming back down to earth really and just doing what Renee feels good about. And, and that had children in tow and I still am like extremely driven and I love my business and I'm still very business minded, but I'm also more down to earth. So I understand that, you know, I understand what matters. Like at the moment I'm thinking of selling my house, right? And, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, even my parents are like, oh, do you sure you want to sell it? You sure you want to sell it? And it's like, for me, it means nothing to me. It's just an asset. It's just a title. It's just a business. And like for me now, I'm on, I'm like on a whole other journey. I'm just happy just being like, I don't, I don't mind if I'm, you know, in a rental for the rest of my life. It doesn't mean any. I've been a homeowner since I was 18. You know, I'm 28 now, nearly 29. Like, I don't care. It's more just about doing what feels right for you, um, believing in abundance, believing that there is enough to go around for everyone and doing things that feels good and not going and doing things that, you know, make you miss out on things that are important. One of my top values of family so no, I'm not going to go and work for someone nine to five and miss out on my son's, you know, stuff again. No, I'm not going to do that for any money. I will find a way to use my business mind to create things and to be the creator that I am and find ways, you know, and that doesn't mean that I don't have to sacrifice, but I do things that feel right for me. So being um, a mum now in a business, that's where my gratitude comes from because I'm very lucky to be able to work not have to work for anyone else now so it's it just yeah it comes I've, I've changed from a place of ego to a place of gratitude i believe yeah and i think that's a really important point that's how success looks and how success feels is completely different to every person but they're also on completely different ends of the spectrum as well i work with so many women who have they tick every box you know they've got the car they've got the suv they've got the beautiful house they go to fiji every year they've got the labrador and now they're thinking about kids and they're just stuck in this, this fear cycle where they're like, I can't afford to have kids. I've made all these commitments in my life. And it's just like, babe, you have to redefine what's important to you, not what the world says it should be important to you. And you have to redefine what success is for you. And it sounds like you've been on that journey yourself over the years. Yeah, it does. And like, um, and it did, like people used to say, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I just make stickers. And it's like, you know, now it's like people ask me what I do. And I'm like, you know what, I make stickers. Like, and I'm so grateful for that. Because like people that, you know, people that know my business, my community, everything, it's so much more than that. And it's just, it's just about doing what feels right for you instead of, I find that especially with parents, even though their intention is love, you know, they, they, they do put on their beliefs onto you. And it's about finding what yours actually are. 
you know, finding what you, what actually feels good for you. And, and that means you're going to have people that are going to be disappointed in you. Um, but if you're not disappointed within yourself, um, you know, even my, my old man last night was like, you know, are you, are you sure you want to sell the house? You know, you never get in the market again, all this fear, 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 fear talk. And it's like, well, yeah, if I want to get in the market again, I trust that there will be enough money. I trust that the right home will come. I trust that the, I will get a great agent and I trust that the process will be great. And like, I don't, I don't have that fear in my mind of that I'll never be able to get in the market. You know, it's about getting back to what feels good for you and separating your shit from other people's shit. Yeah. We used to have a lot of shit from our parents about things like buying cars. Like they had so many opinions about what was a good car, what was a bad car. And then Aaron and I, my husband and I had to take a moment and step back and go, they hate this particular brand of car. They've never owned one. And so that's when we realized we need to, we don't give a shit about our parents' opinions. Like I love my parents. I don't need my, yeah. their approval. I don't need their opinion. It doesn't matter to me whether they're disappointed in me or not. Like there's no attachment there because I'm proud of me. And the only person whose opinion I care about is my husband's because we're together and we're making decisions about our life together. Once we made that detachment from our parents' opinions and their beliefs and their stories and their baggage that they carry around, our relationship with all of them got so much better. And we were able to make decisions without guilt or is this the right thing because it was the right thing for us. Yeah. And that's, that's power in itself. And yeah. at the end of the day, whether you are married or you're a, you know, you're a single mum or a single dad, you put your hand on your heart. And this is what I do. I know it sounds a bit like cliche, but you put your hand on your heart, you breathe into it and you go, what feels good for me? And I tell you right now, there is nothing in this world that is going to give you more guidance than that tummy. Tummy, that feeling in your tummy, what feels good for me? And it's the first thing that comes to your mind, not the second, third and all the fear talk. Like I remember when I, I found out I was pregnant, I, was, I, I had peed in a public toilet because I, I was like, I quickly got a stick because I was, I, I don't even know why. I just, I was driving home. I was like, oh my God, I've got I to tell Mark. And I, and, I, and I said to myself, to the baby, I said, thank you. And that was my first initial reaction for this baby. And then I started getting on my fear. Oh my God, I'm going to have another baby daddy. Oh my God, I'm going to, oh, like all fear talks. So I get the first one that comes through because that's always going to be the one that's, that's going to be authentic and guide you. That's really true. The same, I did the same as well. I did the test in a public toilet after I power chucked <laughs> through Audi orange juice, which was <laughs> disgusting. Um, and my first thought was like, oh my God, like so excited. And then the, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck started kicking in. But the first feeling was excited. And I, when I, I was terrified to tell my husband and I like held the kids in front of me and whispered it over, over so they couldn't <laughs> see what I was saying because I'm like, oh, protect me children. Um, and he, he said, oh, fuck, but his face broke into this huge smile. And I'm like, okay, we're good. We're fine. We're going to be fine. He smiled. I'm in the clear. Everything's okay. <coughs> that's a beautiful thing. And it's before anyone else's or your voices come in. And that's what it, whether in business or whatever you do, like if you feel like you want to start a business or you want to take your business to the other level, you've really got to do what's good because, you know, people and other people's voices and your voices are going to come in and you've got to stick true to what you really want because that's the only thing in life that's ever going to get you through. It's in anything. You've got to do what feels good for you and that's not going to, you're never going to, it's never going to feel good for everyone. Yeah. So, and I'm, yeah. I think I'm noticing as we're talking and, and because like, 
Um, we follow and connect anyway for a long time. But the more work you do on yourself, the more work you do connecting to you and your purpose and, and figuring out who you are, your business grows organically as, as that happens because you've got more resilience, you've got more passion, you've got more purpose. Do you think for a lot of women out there stuck in, how do I grow my business? How do I do Facebook ads? The key is actually take a minute back and work on yourself. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that um, a lot of, some people have like a problem of just getting things done. And I, for some reason, I'm really rip tear bust. So I kind of just chuck it all together and run with it. So like my other half is really different. Like he's just launched his supplement company and that took 18 months to formula, to do the formula, right? And I seriously, it nearly killed me. It nearly killed me that he took so much time, right? And I could have, I could have sold like so many of these, these. But anyway, long story short, he's it's come out and it's epic, right? It's changing people's life. There are people that are sleeping through the night now for the first time in their life. Like he's changing the world, right? But the thing is, is that you're either. You, you, it depends what type of personality you are. For me, I'm a rip tear bust. For him, he's a fold iron, gets things done all nicely, right? We both are successful. We both do well. Um. I think that regardless if you've got a business or if you're not, you constantly reflect on yourself. You constantly need to be working on yourself. I'm constantly either got a coach or a counsellor or a shrink or someone trying to figure out my brain, right, or journaling or whatever I've got to do. I'm constantly working on myself because I have to, right? And I, I don't think that if you, if you go, oh, I'm going to fix myself and stay and, and just, you know, try and work on myself and my self-confidence before I start my business, the type of personality I have, no, that's never going to work. Like just get your shit, get going, get going and you can figure it out on the way and you'll probably be, you'll probably find you'll build confidence over time. It is a journey just like anything else. Um, and then, you know, for Mark, my other half, he's, uh, I, I wouldn't know. I can't give you advice on how that personality works because I'm not a folder. Um, but, but I know that he, even though he was folding in the process, he was still moving forward. So as long as you're still moving forward, you can always reflect and learn. And, you know, I've learned so much. Like I look at myself, the Renee, five years ago, and I was so ego driven and I was just like, oh my God, who the hell was that? But I had to go through that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, as you're saying that, what do you say? Rip tear bust. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm but definitely I'm, that personality type too. Definitely. Really? me that's what i am because like everything i do in my business i like sell the course first sell the program first get 20 people in and then i've then i'm committed and i write the, the course as i'm going and i and it turns out fucking epic if i sat there and tried to write an entire program and then try to get people into it it's totally different i've lost excitement by then so it's yeah. like i know um i've got a publishing deal at the moment with the book a book company and they're like, oh, we need, you know, the full thing. We need the full thing. And I'm like, you're not going to get the full thing. I need to like sell this book and then I'll give you the pieces for it. I just need to like go get, just go in. I think the more time we spend for our personality type, I don't, like you said, I don't know about the other one. I cannot understand how that, that brain works where everything needs to be prepared and folded and thought out. I can't do it. But yeah, like all in, just get all in, put it out there to the world and then figure out the details as you go along. Yeah, it's everything that I've done in, in life. Like I've always just been like, yep, let's just do it. But, you know, I, I have a lot of people around me who aren't like that. Like, you know, my best friend, she has the most stunning business, right? And when she launches a product, she has the most, she launches it and it's like, oh my God, right? But she, she takes her time. She's a folder as well. So I can't actually understand why they do that, but I know when they do it, it's amazing. Um, but again, I think that any sort of procrastination trying to fix yourself or make yourself better or make the business this, that, 
I think that, you know, do the groundwork, right? Make sure, you know, because you get one shot normally for an impression, right? People are going to click on your stuff and they're going to see it. And, you know, it's, it's about showing up, right, in a way, you know, and if you're not established, be authentic with your followers. Let them know that you're new. Let them know that you're, you know, you're finding your way. And thank you so much for your patience. We're still finding our feet. You know, just be authentic. People want to know that you're just doing what you can right now. It's, there's nothing bad saying I'm not that established. But if you're starting out, you know, I look at some of my posts five years ago and they're so unprofessional. Like, they are, oh, it's just terrible. Um, but again, I was still selling them. People want, people want you to show up as you are and the people right people. in love with the journey, I think. Yes. Like, and I, this is what I learned in the weight loss industry. People are always like, oh, once I've lost 30 kilos, then I'm going to share it. And then I'm going to like, be like, wow, look at me now. And it's like, no, people don't give a shit about that. They want to fall in love with every single kilo you've lost along the way. Um, not a great example because the weight loss industry sucks. Yeah, but, I can um, mean, no, definitely. Yeah, like people want to fall in love with the journey. So I think, yeah, like you said, be authentic if you're new. Be openly new and be openly vulnerable about that. And then people are excited because they're getting you at a ground-up level. You're creating loyal fans. Yeah, and and that's why, like, people, you know, admire what mum life is because they remember when I was like, hey, I got some mum life, it's $5, you know. You know, like, you want to buy a sticker? And now it's like, you know, my prices are almost triple of what they were and they're you know it's totally different everything's so much more set up and I could be so much more tech savvy and like you know when we did this podcast um organizing this podcast I'm getting text reminders I'm getting you know it's just so professional shown and so professional and I'm like holy crap I'm just I'm not running a business here but you know I could do a lot more but again, it's the journey. It's figuring out all these little things that you can grow and set up text reminders and set up appointment reminders and all that kind of stuff. You just figure it out as you go. Yeah. Like, I remember, like my, I would run my business without a website for so long, and now everything's automated. Everyone places it's all automated. Like a lot of my jobs have been taken by automation because I figured it out. Yeah. Um, wasn't at the start. No, and I that, mean I run my spray tanning business for four years with a Facebook page. And nothing, no booking system. And it was only when I started Sexy Selfish. And at that point, I had three businesses running. It's like, I have to get my shit together. Otherwise, I'm not going to survive this. I'm going to have a breakdown in about six weeks. And yeah, so then it like forced me up to that level. So not professional at all. Just trying to maintain my mental health. That's all mine is. Yeah, no, it's... um it's it's good it's a journey and you just jump in and just go for it and then just journey and and you know what a lot of people think like oh what if it's not going to sell all that guilt's going to come in like you know does it like a lot so I started coaching right I started doing one-on-one coaching and it, it just didn't and I wanted to do it so bad but it just didn't feel good for me and then I just stopped taking on clients and you know what like yes the haters were like oh where's your coaching business gone but it didn't feel good for me hand on heart it was like no like I don't want to keep showing up like exact times when my kids needed me or they were sick you know I wanted to do things on my terms around times that I could do it you know sometimes I won't work at all and then I'll work till midnight I'll get five six hours done at night um but it's just like yeah and yeah it's just about finding what feels good for you really that's all it comes back down to yeah and part of that is really staying in your lane as well like if you're focused on your business and your passion and your purpose and you're not out in a space of comparison or judgment with other people in your industry or you know you're not paying attention to what everyone else is doing you can just go what feels good what am I excited about what do I feel aligned with instead of going I need to do this because they're doing that and I think that's a yeah big thing one of the things that I I live by 
with everything in my life and my business is you can always choose again. You are never stuck doing anything. You're never stuck with anyone. You are never stuck being friends with anyone, being with anyone, like, you know, doing anything, you know, you're never stuck. You can always choose again. There is, and it doesn't matter what people think. If it doesn't feel good for you, choose again. Choose again as many times as you like. Cancel projects that don't feel good for you. Like it's just do what you want and just, and just all what you can always choose again. And just remember there is, you were never going to please everyone. You'll never be good enough to please everyone because in their eyes, their minds are already made up. Like it's just not, yeah, that's pretty much how it's like. Now it's kind of like, like even before, like I went to school and I got runners on trackies, I got no undies on and I don't care. Like I don't <laughs> care. I got like the most ugliest, like if I could show you, I would, but I got like the ugliest tracksuit on and I don't care. You know, I don't care about if people think I look like a bogan because, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm pregnant and you know, and I couldn't find any clean jocks. So like, whatever. Yeah, I get okay. it. My, my little boy in my stomach right now, he's kicking so bad, but he hates underwear. He hates underwear. He hates jeans. <laughs> like anything that pushes on that lower part of the belly, he will just yeah. sit there and thump it the entire time until I take it off. So I'll yeah. do school run in pants with no underwear on because underwear he kicked the whole time, like in some leggings and then get home and it's like <laughs> everything comes off. Yes. everything comes off because it's yeah like why the fuck not so i think yeah. you just answered my next question too i was gonna say on on apart from the topic of no underwear what <laughs> what do you think if you could go back and tell renee who just started her business or just started her meetups what's one thing you'd wish you could go back and just say to her I think it's just the same sort of things is like, it's, it's just like the hand on heart thing. Like tell myself, like no matter what you do, like whatever you're going to do, make sure it feels aligned for you. And, and for me, it took disconnecting from really close people in my life to be able to finally feel that. Um, and I think for me back then, I would definitely say to myself, you know, giving, giving me the heads up of how hard it's going to be and how much, there is if you really want to go big and you really want to reach big numbers and reach people like big when I say big numbers reach big numbers of people um you're gonna you're gonna have to be prepared to understand other people's belief systems and other people's reactions and not take it as their own as your own stuff just knowing where your stuff starts and my stuff you know wait your stuff ends and the other person starts and knowing that and separating, I think the first thing I'd teach myself is to separate me from another person and how they feel. Um, because again, it is a hard journey. And, and again, the hand on heart, what feels good for you? You know, even a product, does this feel good for you? You know, is the profit margin there? Like say if the profit margin's not there, but it feels so good and you're passionate about it, put that product out into the world. Don't worry about the other stuff. Like make whatever feels in your gut you want to do. So I guess that's what I tell myself, I think. Yeah. I think I just tell myself about that, just to be prepared for these sort of things and to teach myself first up just about the separation of me and other people. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, mm. I know I got asked this exact same question on an interview a little while ago, and I think it's along the same lines, but I would go back and tell myself it's going to take 10 times longer and it's going to be 10 times harder. Like just readjust my expectations. Like it's going to be longer. It's going to be harder. It's going to cost you more emotional and financial than you think it's going to cost. And just like reset that expectation. 
for myself going in. But I'd love to know, and I think everyone listening would maybe get a lot of that out of this. What has been the most challenging part for you? What has been the biggest challenge over the, the last few years in that journey? And how did you kind of overcome that? Um, I think the biggest part for me is definitely um, digging into, um, yeah, probably the biggest part for me in my journey is digging into getting comfortable with people not liking me. I think being comfortable with that, um, people not agreeing with me, people not liking me and things like that, um, I think that's probably been the biggest thing, the biggest thing because if I wasn't comfortable with that, I wouldn't be able to have continued at all. And I'm not saying when you start a business, like if mums are sitting there right now wanting to start a business and it's going to start straight away. Um, but if you show up in the world and you're like, I want to change shit up and I am here and I don't care, people get triggered by that. People really get triggered by that. And unfortunately, like, um, like Shona did this video on Instagram the other day and, and you said, you said, I'm not here, my prices aren't here to be comfortable with your, you know, with your value of yourself, you know, or something. I can't remember what you said. You said my, pr my prices, my products aren't priced to make you for your comfort zone, something like that. Yeah. To, to, yeah. And it was like, I was triggered so bad. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense because like, it just does make sense. Like, you know, my products, I'm not here, you know, for you to be comfortable. You know, I'm here to do what feels good. I'm not here to trigger you and make you upset or whatever, but I'm here to do what feels good for me. Yeah. So I think that, again, it's like the same thing. It's like the only thing that makes sense to me, really. Yeah, yeah. And I must admit, like, I've had the opportunity to work with lots of people in the past and I find that people don't, if they don't trigger me in a way, there's no growth, there's no push there. Like, I've, um, there are certain coaches and people in the industry that are just too, not that they're too nice, but they're just too in the middle. They don't swing to either side. They don't say anything that might offend anyone. You know, they're not speaking fully in their truth. And I can't stand it. I can't be a part of their, their message. It just feels really false for me personally. And I know that so like as, for as many people as you trigger in a bad way, you're triggering other people in a good way where they're finally going like, yes, yes. Exactly. exactly. And you know what? Like it, it, the proof is in the pudding. Like people, so many people are able to feel aligned with me and relate with my message. And I know that, you know, the messages that I receive and all that kind of stuff, I know that I'm making a difference. I know that I am. Like I know you in definitely my heart, are. I know that in my heart that I am and my intentions now are not for my ego. My intentions are to fill my own light up, to fill my, to bring my own light out because I feel disempowered if I am not doing things like that. So it's not just like me doing things to be liked, you know, um, it's for me to actually fulfill what's been in my belly from a little girl. Like at seven years old, my mum was working at like a, at a resource centre and I would like pack the little boxes for the kids so they'd come and get food and stuff that they needed. It was like the salvos back then. And I would pack the kids' boxes, you know, and, uh, you know, I would volunteer at the op shop every weekend. And, and back in the country, they used to let me run the op shop on the little till, you know, and I was always giving back. And um, I've done so much more volunteer work in my, in my, in my life. And it was, it was for me, it was, for me because I was giving back I was fulfilling what as a little girl I you know I would stop my mum and say please mum can we get that person a band-aid please mum you know my nickname in my family is Florence Nightingale so this is something that was in my you know back then 
So that's why I do it because I have that power in my belly. It has to be fulfilled and that's what I'm here for and that's what I'm going to continue doing because if I don't feel fulfilled and aligned, then I'm sad. So it makes me happy too. Yeah, and I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I mean, just as you're saying that, I've realized one of my own blocks is I have a completely different view of volunteering and giving back in that sense because my mum did it a lot, but at a sacrifice to our family. You know, she would spend months organizing the school fundraiser, you know, fundraising for all the other kids, um, you know, surgeries and things that they need and spend a lot of time and a lot of energy into it. And then we'd go to the big family picnic day and mum would be so busy doing stuff, we'd be, you know, pushed to a side and kind of ignored. So I've just realised I have a different, a very different view of things that, that you do. Which is exactly why that give with logic yeah, um, it always stuck with me because I was doing that too. You know, I was putting my family out and not looking after my family. So now it's very different. I don't give and do things if it means that my family aren't going to be okay. Yeah. And I think that's for me, I find I don't give time. I don't volunteer my time very often, but I do volunteer well, not volunteer, but I do donate a lot of money. Like, so we have a certain amount every single month that goes to my son's autistic goes to autism SA. Um, we sponsor a lot of events, which are like autism friendly. And now something that's really passionate for me is eating disorder support with the butterfly foundation in Queensland. So I prefer to give money in a way instead of giving my time. But yeah, I think that definitely stems from that Again, belief. Like, you can give back in so many different ways. You don't yeah. have to physically do things. Like for me, I'm able to give back by... Okay. All right, Renee. So we've had an awesome chat today. And for those of you listening that maybe haven't followed Renee before, where can, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you and find out more about the meets and the stickers and stuff? So, um, well, Instagram is a really great place to connect with me on a personal level, just because I do my, my daily stories when I can be bothered on there. And I kind of um, share more on a personal level on Instagram. So that's just um, at Mum Life Stickers. And then on my Facebook page, um, Mum Life Stickers, is uh, the events. Um, I'm, I create them on the Mum Life Stickers page so they're public so they can be shared around. Um, and then we have the closed support group. So that's Mum Life Community. And that has uh, about 20,000 members in there now. So um, they're the main places. Or um, Renee Gibb, my personal Facebook page. Um, I'm always around on there too. So I'm always around somewhere. There's lots of daily inspiration from Renee and just lovely comments and posts from the community. And I've, something I've noticed as well is you guys do a lot of anonymous posts on the Mum Life community page and stuff, which I think is so, so good and so powerful. Yeah, it just gives people um, a chance to really vent and when they're stuck, because a lot of people don't have friends and family around them. And just to, you know, there's mums that are trying to, you know, escape DV or there's mums that are really scared about their pregnancies or all sorts of stuff. And they just don't, they're not ready to talk about themselves. So having that option to be able to post about it and to get feedback, genuine feedback from other mums, it's just a no brainer. Like it's just, a, it's a forum where they can, they can still go along and see it. And that's what's beautiful about it. There's no judgment. I love it. And I, I love being a part of the group. I've been, and you've probably heard me absolutely rip on Facebook groups before on the podcast or on brands, but I hate the Facebook groups where women are posting, you know, medical photos of their child's asshole rash and asking for people to diagnose things. And I, so I always hate Facebook groups like that. 
Um, but if you want to be a part of Renee's community, please know that it's not like that. You're not going to get asshole photos of kids. There's actually no medical posts. And we do that um, to protect everyone in the group because that's what doctors are for and on-call on nurses and in hospitals and stuff like that. It's just, it's just you know, we don't do it. Um, and there's also a no asshole policy while we're talking about assholes. So, um, you know, if, if someone like, I actually get really excited when I see an asshole comment because I get to block them and delete them from the group. I would rather have 20 months in a loving than 20,000. You know, there's, there's no second chances. There's no that there's just like, get out. Like we don't need, this group is about love. There's, I have nine epic women volunteering their time to make sure that this happens. And this is a sacred space that we don't allow a crap. And there isn't no debates or let's debate. Everyone has a voice, whatever. If their voice is going to be delivered with love, cool. But if they're going to be assholes, they can just go. Like we, it's not a place. And I and I don't, I don't need to negotiate with people why they were deleted. If, if they're not aligned with the group, they don't need to be there. There are so many groups on there that, that will let you go wild. My, my vision, my message is for mums to jump on there and not feel like they want to hide away even more because of what they're reading. I want them to feel like they can come out because why would they want to come to a meet if they can't even get into a Facebook group and feel secure? Exactly. And I feel like it's if you get deleted from a group like that, it's like, honey, you know what you did. You know yeah. what you did. You don't even ask why you got deleted. You know. Yeah, and it's just about there is – and it is a space, like lots of people say, like, you know, they don't see bitch fights there and stuff like that because we just delete the whole thing. We don't we don't allow it. We don't allow post-fat immunizations. We don't allow the trigger points. We know what they are. We don't allow them because it's not going to bring any positive into the community, into the group, or into their lives. So we're pretty, like, we're pretty anal about that. Lots of anal asshole talk, but, yeah, we are pretty – we just – we have a vibe and we're keeping that vibe and we have the choice of who stays in there. Um, and as long as you're there to, to be and to be a good person and to not put others down or to attack others, then you know, it's pretty standard and it should be like that everywhere. But unfortunately, people like interaction, people like getting their posts bumped and all that. And I just don't won't allow it. I love that. I love so much about, you know, how your, your values and your ethics continue across your personal life and all of your brands and the different facets of that. So Renee, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Sexy Selfish Podcast. I know people that are listening are going to get a lot out of it um, because we've kept things really real. So I can't wait for this to go live. Make sure you, after you've listened or when you are listening, send um, Renee some love. Make sure you are following her on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to, take a screenshot of listening to the podcast and just give us a shout out on Instagram so then we can share it as well and more people can be impacted by this really, really powerful message. Thank you so much, Shona. So much love for you. It's been fun. Hopefully we'll get to do this in live together, face-to-face again one time soon, maybe after kids. Yes, once we get these babies out. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Renee, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. 
Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I am sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.